Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, Katie and I just wanted to pop on here quick and first off just say thank you so much for supporting us and listening to us. If you're listening on Spotify, please make sure that you're following us. You can do that by going to our show page and hitting the green follow button. That way our new episodes will always show up on your homepage so you never miss a new episode. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you're subscribed over there and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. And you can also check out all of our episodes on our YouTube channel and you can also catch our exclusive video only pre show there. Make sure that you're subscribed to that channel and that you hit the notification bell so you get notified whenever new episodes go up every single week. Thank you guys again so much for supporting Popcorn Chats and Katie and I. We appreciate each and every one of you more than you know. Buckle up. It's gonna be a long ride. It's gonna be a wild ride. (laughs) No one cares but we're gonna tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm McKay. And I'm Katie. And we are back with another brand spanking new movie. Two back to back now. Love that for us. And that is The Forever Purge. The movie that Katie and I did not even know existed until like a week ago. And then we were like, oh, they made another one. Yeah, cute little matinee moment. Mm -hmm. Again, we're fresh off the watch. Again, this is not a drunk Disney episode, but Katie is drunk. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're just going to leave it at that. No questions at this time. <laughs> Thank you. Check in. Totally. How are you? Um, I'm fine. <laughs> um, can you go? <laughs> uh, sure. I am fresh off of a bachelorette weekend. Uh, this is a Monday. I celebrated my future sister-in-law's bachelorette weekend. We went, we stayed in the state, but we went about two hours away to another city and it was a fun time. We got in really late on Friday night and I don't know why I didn't think about like packing. Like I should take an outfit out for Friday night. I didn't. Mm. So I went out in my travel clothes, but it was also a vibe. It was like a vibe. I yeah, kind of did that. And we went out late. We stayed out till bar close and it was fun. No bars there. Took cards basically. So we were trying to finesse drinks where we could. And, and that's fun. And it is fun. We got told happy birthday a lot going around. And I was like, it says bridal party, but pop off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, I somehow injured my thumb. There's always some injury with this one. <laughs> I, I always somehow injure myself drinking. So I've injured my thumb. I can't really put any pressure on this hand, but it's fine. Um, I will say. Is it fine though? Because that is your right hand and you are right-handed. <laughs> yeah, but like I can still move it. I have like full movability of it. So I think that's fine. But like if I push on it, like it doesn't. The well, girlies and I are going to start a petition to get you to go to the hospital. Or to go to the doctor, at least. <laughs> Michaela hasn't been to the doctor in four years. Everybody, leave comments of support. <laughs> Michaela needs to go to the doctor. I don't like... Oh! <laughs> he on X Games mode. <laughs> He's like, I would like that white claw. That smells good. Um, so anyways, it was a weekend full of nonstop drinking, which is why today I am not drinking because I need a break. Yesterday, I woke up. So we came home yesterday. I took a nap and I woke up and I still felt drunk. Sir... Quiet on the set. 
I will say God worked a miracle on Friday night because I had very um, floppy ankles, let's just say. And I am 100% sure that I fractured my right ankle in college twice. And I never again went to the doctor. I have pictures of it. It's disgusting. It's purple and bruised and swollen. It's gross. Like I'm for sure I fractured it twice. And so I walked over like a dip in the curb, between the like curb sidewalk and a parking lot. I stepped right into that gap and I don't think my foot touched the ground. It just propelled me across the mm-hmm. crack. Somehow I managed to make it out of the weekend with both ankles intact. I also did roll my ankle at one point and it's fine. So it's God. gone right there. That's God. That's God working. Um, Kids, enough. <laughs> and we did a pedal trolley on Saturday. <laughs> we were all hoping we could show up and we're like, we'll let the motor kind of carry us because yeah, we were all hot hard. Then as soon as we got on, they were like, there isn't a motor on this one. So you guys are really going to have to pedal. And the five of us are like, fuck. That could not be me. So it was us five and these two other couples. And these couples were both like middle-aged. They both had kids. And they were just kind of following the vibes. And they did buy us drinks on it, though. But we got off at one stop. And we went into this Irish pub that took card. Because we were like, we need to find somewhere that took card. I shit you not, the bartender. I just got a single vodka lemonade so like the glasses are like pretty short they're like that he filled up the vodka like almost all the way to the top it was like vodka with a splash of lemonade and that's how he made all of our drinks so we were like stumbling back to this pedal trolley at the end um but you know what it wasn't bad once we were drunker because then you like didn't know that you were that your legs were burning yeah my thighs are sore cardio yeah but at the beginning it was hell but that's after like the first everybody stop, should work out yeah i don't know why people just don't black out at the gym i don't know and we took a cooler full of seltzers. So we were having those on the trolley and then getting off and getting shots and drinks in places. It was a fun time. It was just a great weekend. And no one got sick. No, no one threw up. No one blacked it out. It sounds so immaculate. Yeah. Vibes. I woke up the next morning both days and I felt drunk, but I never felt hungover once the whole weekend. Good. Straight vibes. I love that for you. I'm so yeah. glad that you had a good time. It was fun. No anxiety. I had no anxiety all weekend. Alrighty. I think it's probably just because you were with like a good group of people. Yeah. And I think part of it too is like, I knew that it was like a vacation. So when we were like out at the bar, I knew like there was nothing waiting for us back at the yeah. apartment where like when I go out here, like I'm always thinking like, oh, I have to go home mm-hmm. where it was like, this is a vacation. Like there's no reason to go back home to the Airbnb kind of. So it was just immaculate vibes. Anyways, good. so I'm I'm doing good today. I'm in a good mood. Great. What about you, Katie? Yeah, I would just say tumultuous again. I think good sometimes and other times I'm like wanting to be unalive. <laughs> <laughs> I did win the card in our game for Darkest Sense of Humor and I was like, that's on Katie and me. <laughs> I think it's just, it's... We fuel it. We do. We fuel each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's all a joke, everybody. Yeah. We don't need help. I mean, you probably <laughs> do. But I have also kind of returned to who I was pre-pandemic going out-wise, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, how am I ever just going to, like, be out and be social again? Yeah. Back during the pandemic. And now it's like it never even happened for me when I go out. Yeah. And when I start drinking. Just because I'm the same old me. I found her again, and that bitch is stupid as fuck. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Stupid ass bitch that needs to be detained. I'm so sorry, but she's on X Games mode and not in a good way. I'm running around. So I went out for drinks, I was telling you. I was supposed to just meet some friends. After I closed the store, went to go get a little drink at the local watering hole. (laughs) 
But, yep, went there to get a couple after work beverageinos. Nope. Next thing I know, downtown Madison, we found my friend's stolen car going down East Washington. So we were on hot pursuit trying to get that. That's a whole other crazy ass story. <laughs> but that's basically the reason why I got taken against my will downtown Madison. Because we saw my friend's stolen car, so we started following it. And it just happened to be going downtown. So then we were like, oh, we're here. Might as well party. Might as well pop and have a few more. And then I, yeah. And then I had to work the next day and it was just not a vibe. But I don't know. I don't really know if there's anything else to catch up on. I went, I, or no, I'm going to Los Angeles next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, that feels so crazy to say because oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited mm-hmm. to just be there. That's going to be so fun. So much fun. My cousin's boyfriend teaches yoga so i'm gonna go and take some classes i'm gonna go hiking i'm gonna go out gonna stay i'm staying on hollywood boulevard so i'm probably just gonna vibe yeah i would just say turbulent i'm never one way Mm -hmm. i'm just very up and down roller coaster yeah but when i feel good i just try to like let it ride yeah cute thanks i think we're both doing yeah good Michaela and I, did we talk about when we went out on the pod? I don't think so. Well, we went out. Michaela had horrible heartburn. Like the worst it's ever felt. I had, she thought she was going to die. I had to go to Taco Bell Cantina (laughs) and I pull up there, a little intoxicated. And I say to the man, I'm like, I need five plain tortillas and a chips and cheese. (laughs) He gave me that for $2. And I was like, really? That's really cheap? He's like, you seem like you needed a discount. <laughs> like, my friend is going to die. I, I said, I was pain. like, sir, my friend is in crisis. Yeah. And I need five tortillas. Yeah. Did that help you at all? No. No. It didn't. I don't know what it was that night. And again, I didn't get that at all this weekend. Yeah. But I drank way more this weekend than I did that night. Like, well, even that Friday night, which I wonder if it's because we stuck to, like, all shots or like all the same like kind of liquor yeah where on that night I had wine to start I don't know it was the worst heartburn I've ever had in my entire life I thought I was gonna die it's just been crazy and getting back to normal here Mm -hmm. and um period so let's get into the purge the forever purge the forever purge so I will say I think marketing for this one non-existent no I saw one ad on YouTube and that was it and that's how I found out about it and then I texted you and I was like did you know that there's another purge movie yeah and I didn't know until you texted me that and then last night I saw a teaser for it not even a full trailer just a teaser with that guy with the scary mask and the horns coming Mm -hmm. out just what walking on a horse and I was like okay I got nothing from that I have no we both went into this like having no clue what it was yeah yeah I didn't have very blind watch no expectations Mm -mm. I didn't like look up reviews no wikipedia summary like nothing I didn't know anything no I didn't even put together that like the forever purge like what that meant that it was like forever and ever like they're gonna just keep going after the night when the movie got to that point where it was like, oh, it's over. I was like, oh, forever purge. Yeah. They're forever purging. Yes. They're going to keep killing. Which is an interesting concept yeah. because it's kind of like, 
what's stopping you? I remember in election year at the very end when the people are closing in on our like badass fighting dude. Or is that an anarchy? When they're uh, going in on that badass fighting dude who's on the ground and then like the mom and daughter come around the corner and they have guns trained on each other and yeah. then the sirens go off and they're like, oh shit, well, we can't stop. Like we have to stop. Right. But really what is stopping them? Because it's not like all of a sudden then a cop is like there in that moment being like, hey, you fired that round after the siren. I think that was two. It was two, yeah. Because he went yeah. to that guy's house. But really, like, like yeah, that's a really we good We were wondering point. that. We're like, how do they not know that then all of a sudden, like, one of those guys could easily fired off those three shots really quick and been like, oh, fuck, sorry. Like, the horn started right after. So I did think it was interesting. Because there's really nothing stopping people. No. It was a very, very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of, like, the new founding fathers creating this purge. And then that... Uh, mm-hmm is what ends up destroying them and, like, destroying the country that they claim to love so much. Yeah. It's very um, reflective of yeah. certain... And that the forever purgers were then, like, fighting back and killing the government officials yeah. trying to stop them. I heard them be like, kill those pigs. Yeah. And, like, I remember when the capital insurrection happened. I think this movie is definitely making commentary yes. on that situation, which we can maybe get into. Maybe not. I don't know. Which this had to have been filmed before that. I don't know. I'm going to look that up while you make your point. Okay. I just remember during that whole incident, I remember hearing, seeing videos and hearing the insurrectionists be like traitors, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. beating up the Capitol police or like, and calling them traitors and stuff. And I'm pretty sure in this, they were like, kill that pig or something when the uh, National Guard showed up. So it's just like. Which I just feel like is ironic because it's like, you claim to love them so much and like that you're fighting for them. Yeah. And you're trying to, like, restore everything that they stand for, and then you're going to turn around and kill them. Yeah. And people just have so much hate that they become, like, delusional. So this was actually supposed to be released in July of 2020. So how fucking ironic that this was filmed years ago, mm-hmm. probably. So it was probably filmed in, then like, 2019, pre-pandemic. Mm. Wow. Can you imagine the creators of this sitting back and watching the Capitol insurrection on TV and just being like, Wow. <laughs> This is our movie happening. Yeah. Production began in 2018. Or, sorry, May 2019, but in 2018 is when they said that they would make another. And so they started making it in 2019. Wow. That's really interesting. (sighs) That's like some Simpsons stuff. Yeah. Well, Michaela and I were talking on the drive home that, like, America has changed so much since the first first one. Because when did that come out? 2013? Let's see. 2013. It's just really quite insane. Mm -hmm. And to be sitting on this scenario in this series and this world, there's so many opportunities and so many different ways you can take it. I hope they never stop making them. That Okay, that was going to be one of my questions for you is because we talk a lot on the podcast about movies that get sequels and we're like, why was that a sequel? It wasn't necessary or they start to go downhill. And I wanted to ask your thoughts on that one because now this one is its fifth installment. Mm -hmm. And like, what do you think about them making another? Like, was this one like necessary? I think, yeah. And I think they always will be necessary because it's meant to show like the underbelly of America. And I think that's the the purpose of the first one. Mm -hmm. And that one compared to the ones that have come after it, staunchly different. Mm -hmm. That one was first just making commentary a little bit on privilege, but really just being like, oh, what if crime was legal for 24 hours? And the way that it's gone off since then and the commentary that it's made on like real life stuff 
that America has kind of divulged into, mm-hmm. it's only going to get more palpable and mm-hmm. like more, I mean, I hate to be like pessimistic, but as America changes and like continues, I think we're kind of at like a crux, like a breaking point a little bit. And they said that in this movie yeah. that like we're at a weird point mm-hmm. where like things just seem to be boiling over. Mm-hmm. And these movies are, like, very fun and entertaining, but they're also very, like, resonant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because as I'm watching this, I'm like, is this our future? And, like, I'm not even... I don't even feel like that's a dramatic statement to say. Right. It's scary to watch. Mm -hmm. And as I was sitting there thinking, like, after this one, or even before we went into this one, I'm like, "Is is there another one necessary? You know, like, do you need to keep going? Yeah. But I think... The thing that why it works is because each movie doesn't feel stretched at all. It's a completely new concept, a completely new look at the purge, new characters. Yeah. So, like, we start in the house, and as Katie said, with like the basic question of like, what if crime was legal in the first one? And we kind of touch the iceberg and privilege. Then, anarchy, we're out in the streets, we're seeing like the actual purge happening in the real world and not just behind this house lens. And we're getting like a look at privilege in this Mm -hmm. country. And then in the third one, it's even further expanded on that into the politics of it and like how this became institutionalized and like the party system Mm -hmm. being the root of this. And again, looking at privilege. And then the fourth one went back. The fourth one I haven't seen, but that one is a look back at how it was actually created, which was necessary. Like that's an interesting thing of like, how did this even get started? And then this one is the direct sequel to election year, because at the end of election year, even though Juliet from Lost, I don't remember what her name was but she became president and she was abolishing the purge right at the end it was like there are riots popping up everywhere in support of the purge and whatever and as we know in this one then they have retaken over again yeah the new founding fathers yeah. party has been voted back into power which is scary to think about that's another thing that's like very resonant with our time like now that biden has been elected and everything and we have ended this like very hateful administration and this very like hard period in American history I think a lot of people are like oh thank god okay that's over but like there is so much hate still and such a long way to go and like the inaction of this administration that we have right now is only I don't want to like get too deep (laughs) into stuff like I want to keep this lighthearted, but Mm -hmm. it is very resonant there is the possibility for like the Trump administration or just like very alt-right groups to get back into power Mm -hmm. it's not like we have resolved this situation and like like it's all happy ending. Literally today no. when we were walking in to the f- movie theater, did you see that guy with the uh, thin blue line t-shirt? No. No. <laughs> and I think the scary thing is, is because even though we can say like, oh, look at now, like we have the Trump administration out of office, but there's still like so much hate. And then the longer like the people feel repressed and being able to express their hatred (laughs) like the worse it festers and it is just like scary and as we were watching this movie and I agree I want to keep this like lighthearted and fun Mm. like I don't want to make so many parallels but I think you can't not watch this movie and not notice the parallels between this and kind of like our time right now yeah but what I appreciate about it is like it's not too heavy-handed no it was subtle it was like in the confederate flag on the gun yeah at the end 
Nothing. It was very subtle. It was um, a lot for a Monday afternoon. <laughs> I think I had a note about that. I was like, this is just a lot. There were certain moments where I was like, I just need to like disassociate because mm-hmm. I'm just feeling everything. But back to the like different ways that you can take this world. There's still more to explore. There really is. And even just like character driven stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like you, a pregnant woman. On yeah. The night of her, like love that. Yeah. And then for her to be like, I'm scared for my child to be born into this. Yes. And I was like, that, yeah. That's a real world It fear. is. Like, me right now with people being like, by 2050, the world as we know it will not be a thing. Yeah. So it's like. It's scary. I'm literally not having children then because <laughs> that's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's just like a death sentence for yeah. somebody. Like, we're probably not even going to be able to live out our full lives. No. The way things are going. Hell in the dark. I feel from. What I would really like to see if they did another one would to be, I want to see what the children are up to from the first movie. I'd love to see what the mother and daughter and the security guard are up to from the second and the third movie. I'd love to see what happened to Juliet after she got voted out of office. Like, I think if they wanted to do one final movie and Mm. brought back some of these key players, I think that would be, and then bring back like Adela and Juan. Yes. Bring them all together. I think that would be really cool. That would be great. For like one final Final one purge. Final one. Because it's not, these movies are not a character driven story or like the characters right. are not the heart of the story. Like, and I think maybe that's why it seems fresh each time is because it's new faces and new people yeah, to know. And new dynamics. Yeah. But I would love to see them all together in one. You know, I think like the plot obviously of the purge, the world is very strong. Yes. It carries itself. It yes. doesn't need characters. I feel like that is, the characters are the heart. They are the heart. Yes. The scenario is so strong. Like you, you almost have to just with each new recreation of these films or each like sequel, it's really what characters are we going to throw into this Mm -hmm. world? And with this one, it's like a prejudiced white man Mm -hmm. and dealing with the concept of immigration. Mm -hmm. Like how they came to, how Juan and Adela came to America for like peace Mm -hmm. and to find their like happy place and then their refuge and then Mexico ended up being their refuge yeah for um I don't even know what his name was should I look it up quick his wife called him baby the entire film (laughs) southern cowboy man uh his name was Dylan okay Dylan I think Dylan Harper and Emma Emma's the wife Emma's the wife (laughs) the wife the wife Emma's the wife, Harper's the sister, Dylan's the husband. Okay. Yeah, so Dylan, I think, having his opinions that are very toxic and mm-hmm. questionable and problematic of being like, well, we should all just be separate. Yeah. I'm no better than you, but you're still racist, period. Yeah. You, We just all need to stay with our own kind and this sentiment that's very popular, again, relating it back to, like, real stuff, but people are just always like, well, they shouldn't have done that. They broke the law. Like, they brought, now there's separated from their children and like these children being detained and like on the border and stuff and the sentiment of some people Mm -hmm. rich privileged white people being like well they shouldn't have done that it's like you would literally do Do the the exact same thing it showed them doing the exact same thing thing. they're like we have to go to mexico yeah (laughs) like there's literally no other option and it's like yeah no shit and i really appreciate the way this film didn't like apologize for dylan and Mm -hmm. his beliefs but it really just kind of showed his transformation and the way he was like speaking spanish to them by the end by the end and just really like thanking them and the fact that he like stayed 
made with them to fight against the white supremacists that were, like, Mm -hmm. following them up the hill. He wasn't fully redeemed in my eyes by any means, and I don't think the film was trying to do that. No. I appreciated the fact that, like, he knows now. Mm -hmm. Like, he understands a little bit the situation, and he understands them more. And hopefully it was a wake-up call yeah. for him. And look at how handy then they came in to be. Because they would have never been safe otherwise. Because Adela was like the only reason that they were let into that one refuge. Because they yeah. were like, who's this lady? And she was like, she's with me. And then they were like, yeah. okay. Yeah, and again, that's like privilege. Because there were those moments where they were like, kill these Mexican people. And you guys oh, will be yeah. free. And the they moment. were like, fuck you. That was a good moment. Yeah. Oh, God. Why were... She's like, daddy, what do you think? I'm like... Yeah, why- why were they calling each other that? Yeah, and then he was calling her mother, and I'm like, I'm like, pretty sure that's your wife. I'm disturbed. Y'all are just a whole other breed. <laughs> this is so far off the point, but did you say I was about to send you this TikTok that was like, anyone can be a father, but it takes a special man to be a daddy. And it was this Charlie Swan. one. I did. He's also a dad. He is. Charlie Swan could do no wrong. <laughs> he really can't. Stand on star. He's the only cop. The only one. The only exception. The only one. <laughs> the only exception. Yeah, you're right. I think that that was a great moment. And then seeing, too, that, like, in that time. Because that's when I was kind of waiting for Dylan to turn. Because I yeah. thought he might turn to Harper and be like, are you really willing to, like, sacrifice yourself for them? I thought he might try to, like, negotiate with her a bit. But then when he was like, fuck you, I was like, okay, oh, Dylan. okay, Dylan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm still vibing. I'm or I'm not still vibing. I'm, like, starting to vibe with you a little yeah. more. You're still not excused. I just really, really liked the group dynamic in this I film. I did too. It was very strong. I think that's another, like, strength of mm-hmm. these films, starting with the second. They movie. really but, make but good but squads. Even, like, the first one, like, with them taking in that man into their yes. home. Then it's, like, this new group dynamic of, like, there's contention. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to be keeping you out. Yes. But, like, now we have to work together and he saves them and stuff. And, like, that's really interesting. And then with the second one, this man wants to go kill somebody. But then he's, like, torn and he's trying to keep these other people safe. Yeah. And then that couple comes in. Ugh, floppy. <laughs> the flops. Floppy and Shane. Shane. <laughs> I was like, what was his name? You're so right, Shane. And, and then, then the third, third one, one, Juliet and her do, bodyguard. Do-gooder uh, politician lady who's like, thou shalt not kill. But then the the bodyguard is like, gratata. <laughs> I love that bodyguard. I was really shipping Harper and TT. And I was really fucking upset when TT passed away. Yeah. I felt like at some point, you know, someone needed to die. Kind of like in the other movies where at some point, like the dad dies and then Shane dies. You know, someone had to go. Yeah. I didn't want it to be. I was thinking it was going to be Dylan, to be honest. Oh, I, I thought th- Dylan was going to take a bullet for Juan or something. And that oh. would have been very satisfying for me. I thought, I was thinking it was going to be Harper. That would have hurt. Because I'm like, they're not going to kill the pregnant lady. So I'm like, she's making it. I was thinking, though, at the beginning, I was like, this could go one of two ways. It's going to be like, the pregnant woman is their reason, really, for like banding together and getting her out. Or yeah. she's going to die very early on. Like, they're going to stab her stomach like fucking Game of Thrones, Red Wedding. Oh, yeah. And then that would be like their bet. Then Dylan catalyst. is like, I gotta fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm glad that it didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. Me too. And like you said, Katie turned to me and she was like, this lady's going into labor during the purge. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. 
I I thought it was going to be different. I thought they were going to be, like, in the street. Yeah. Well, and I thought when they had all those shots of the semi-truck, there was a shot of her, and she's like, ah! And she kind of, like, went to the side like that, and then she, like, reached her hand up a couple of minutes later and was like, stay safe or something. I turned to Katie, and I'm like, did she get shot? I thought that me, I thought for sure she was going to be dead in that moment. And then they were going to be like, we all need to go, and they're going to be like, where is pregnant lady? And she's, like, on the bus bleeding out. But no. Yeah, no, she just was in labor. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I feel like we're all over the place, but who cares? I feel like it's flowing, though. It's flowing. We're moving from one point to another well. I want to bring up the boomer. The boomer. Oh, um, uh. The dad. Caleb. Is that his name? Yes. I'm so heartbroken over that man's death, too. <sighs> yeah. I. Let me find my I think, like, out of the people. <laughs> I mean, like, granted, then that Dylan got to kind of have his, like, moment to learn, but, like, Caleb, he, like, he shouldn't have been the one to die. I was really sad. I would have liked to see him continue on. Yeah. But I guess he also, like, served his purpose. I don't he know. Did. My note was, love this boomer, but I'm skeptical. Because you can't <laughs> not be skeptical. Yeah. They're always saying mm-hmm. some undercover shit on the side. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're so wholesome, but you're also racist. What he said about you're just being a puppet now to the yeah. politicians, that was like so true. He was. And also, like, I'm just very confused how Dylan turned out to be a racist. And he's like, I thought I was teaching him how to be a proud American, yeah. but I like fucked up. And he was like, I don't even know what that means or something anymore. And I was like, that's kind of true. Yeah. And like, I think even with how Katie and I were talking about the 4th of July and like, that's a whole different thing. But how we were kind of like, what? Like, yeah, I don't know. But if you're going to be like, I'm a true patriot, I automatically assume you're a racist. When they were going through on those trucks, first of all, were they gassing people in those? I'm pretty sure they were. Really? I think Wait, when Adela was uh, on the on roof. the roof, were they gassing those people in inside? There? And because then they were saying like the purification has yeah, like oh, come around and ooh, stuff. Ooh, I'm ooh, I was pretty sure they were gassing them in there. Um, I don't know for sure. I just thought that it kind of looked like that. Okay. But and then when they're like, we're reestablishing the real American values for like full blooded Americans, and I was like, unless if you are a Native American. You are an immigrant here. Mm-hmm. Like you do, like Katie and I are not directly immigrants here because we were both born here, but our ancestors immigrated here. So unless if you are a Native American, you technically are not like full true blooded to this land. That's just a fact. And I don't know how they seem to always forget that. <laughs> it's really just hard to like wrap your head around it. And I also feel like we are so like uneducated and so like far removed from everything and we just really don't know like the full depth of everything but like watching this I felt so uncomfortable so many times like my teeth were like I was just like gritting my teeth because that fucking guy with the swastika tattooed on his face oh my god thing yeah and just like yeah like the things that people were saying like purify this land and we're gonna restore it really it. did you cringed it's in your cringy. seat it's like so uncomfortable but mm-hmm. i was trying to just like sit in that uncomfortability and just like those were moments where i was like not letting myself disassociate from mm-hmm. what was going on because it's like this is our responsibility this is we have to combat these people which is yeah. so daunting and so because they're loud they're loud and they're also just like so wrapped up in their delusion where it's mm-hmm. like how do we bring like rein these people in 
mm-hmm. and get them because they're literally like shooting at cops and stuff and mm-hmm. like with the whole insurrection situation like they are fighting it they are delusional and it's hard to like but it is and you can't rationalize with them then. It's like- no and it's very, it's a very daunting and scary and uncomfortable thing to confront as a white person but it's like it's on us like this is our thing that we have to fix the man in the truck looked like he had rabies. He did, like, but I really liked rabid. that moment. Yes. Another thing with this franchise is like little scenarios like that where they're all like jailed <laughs> in the back of that truck and yeah. then they get in a crash and then it's like, oh shit, this Nazi's just on the loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who was that high bitch? <gasps> I was like, that would be me. If the purge was real, I would just... It looked like she was about to, like, climax in her seat. She was like, the purge. Wait, really? Did you not notice the, the way know. she was talking and, like, the way she was, like, moving? I was like, are you, ma'am? Are you okay? <laughs> are you around? <laughs> no, was she just, like, on her a bunch of drugs? Nazi? I don't know. I feel like the purge, if it were a real thing, honestly, this is probably so incorrect, but I don't think it would be like this. What do you think it would be? stealing stealing yeah i think that's what like we immediately go to because i think we're not crazy people i mean i would stay inside but like i think the answer might have been different five years ago oh for sure but i think now i could see the far right using it as a chance to like start an actual war yeah but i know my my mind immediately goes to like stealing yeah you know or like the banks yeah or just like Amazon warehouses, on the warehouses, <laughs> drinking on the street, <laughs> like open no. containers. This is my charge. If the purge was real, we dress up, get all bougie, sunnies, hats, everything. We're making it work. We're making it look. We get boom boxes. We start blasting Jeffrey Bezos, <laughs> and we go after the Amazon warehouses <laughs> and just. Take what we need. Take CEO, what we need. entrepreneur, born in 1964, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. I was going to say, I had a note in here. What would you do what, if you had to purge? Like, if you had to participate. Like, because if I couldn't stay in my... Right. Yeah. Obviously, we would stay in. But if you had to participate, and I was thinking, I think I would join a group that was going to kill Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> You'd have to be really sure that you could trust those people. I think I'd want to, like, either go it alone or literally only a group of people that I know and trust 1,000%. Like you or family, you know, because otherwise, if there's, like, the smallest beef that you have with someone, what's to stop them? Nothing. So I don't... Spooky. Yeah, I really don't know what I would do. Actually, but here, instead of maybe kill Jeff, what if we went after him? We kidnapped him and made him transfer all of his money into our bank accounts. Yeah. And then we disperse it to America. Yeah. Kitties, we're upgrading the apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I wouldn't want to kill him without getting, like, funds. I don't think I would kill anybody. I could. I couldn't. Really dramatic. Watch, Jeff is gonna sue. We're gonna get a letter because of this episode. Um, Jeff. This isn't a threat. No. I'm just saying that you have a lot of money and um, hypothetically. Definitely distribute it. Distribute it a little more. And I heard you're going to space. So what are you doing with that in space? Let's just read through my notes. Immigration. Gross white people being served by immigrants. 
racist. Why do people just chill the day of the purge? That is my main yeah. question. Like, why are you waiting till the last hour to go somewhere safe? I don't get that. And they're like, hopefully you're not stuck in traffic. I would not leave my house that whole day. No. For the fear of like somehow getting stuck outside. I'm going somewhere safe a week prior. Yeah. I'm probably planning a trip to Canada for the week. But then again, like... Only the privileged can, can do, do that. that. Yeah. Because you have to keep working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then everyone just goes to work the next day. Like when they're walking by the blood stains. They and stuff. answered our question though, remember? Because yeah. in our other purge episode, we, we were like, ask. what is the sanitation like? Mm-hmm. And you're just driving to work the next day, dead body, fucking wolf. Mm-hmm. Or what was that? A dog? <laughs> Eating <laughs> a woman. They're just like, poor Chica. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the smell too they were of like so everyone? so right about how the next day should be a holiday. Yeah. A paid holiday. Yeah, paid holiday. I'm staying home. I'm not trying to see a body on my no. way to work. I'm still a normal person. No. Just because there's a day where everybody can kill each other. Doesn't mean I'm that. I'm still going to be traumatized closed. if I see a fucking corpse. Yeah. On my way to work. And the blood like draining on the street. I can't do that. Just the whole chaos of the sanitation committee, and then there's people still killing, and then these poor first responders Mm -hmm. are like, the fuck? My question is, the sanitation committee, what do they do the other 364 days? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. I don't know. I'm sure there's like... And then what do they do with all the bodies? Is it like a mass burial? Mass grave? Yeah. Chop them up? No. Disperse them? No. Well, a lot of people probably aren't getting claimed. Yeah, also, there's probably, like, so many funerals and stuff right after that. This is not... Let's just not do this. Yeah, <laughs> this let's, society, let's move on. Also, the purge protection vote is the day of the purge. I'm like, uh, You should have done that a lot farther in advance, Caleb. Yeah, what am I going to do? Invest in a fucking door that falls down? The guy mm-hmm. that had the eye makeup did kind of have a point. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Now you probably feel good about yourself, but, like, what am I going to do with this money hours before the purge? See, and I get that. He should have given it to them earlier. And I do think that, like, in Caleb's mind, he was, like, being a nice boy. Yeah. He was, like, being yeah. a good guy. Like, I don't doubt that he gave them them that money with, like, bad intentions. Oh, yeah. I just think that, like, it's perceived wrong on the other side, you know? Or not yeah. wrong, because well, it's just... not, like, right or wrong, but I just think he perceives it differently than how Caleb sees it. Yeah. Which is fair. He definitely had good intentions, but yeah. I think they're in this house where they have, like, steel walls that come down, and, like, they're perfectly protected, and then it's like, okay, I'm gonna slide these people $100 to do what? Oh, that looks like a thick envelope. On the day of the purge. Yeah. No matter what, though, it's not like you can get that installed mm-hmm. in your house. The day of, no. Purge protection bonus. So, I, so what are they gonna do, buy guns? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was interested by the place that Adela and Juan went when yeah. they got there. I I was like, this is interesting because obviously for lower income families, it's like they can't afford those steel doors yeah. to like protect themselves. So that was interesting. And then how the military guy up on the roof when Adela was talking to him, he was like, it's good for you guys and it's good money for us. Yeah. And I was like, that's a business model oh, right I'm there. Sure of being like stuff like buy, that would actually start Like buy your purge protection yep. night spot yep. Yep. and you can come to this warehouse. We'll arm it. We'll guard it. You just have to pay us money. Yep. And that's a pretty genius business idea for this yeah you can make a lot you could charge people a lot of money which again is then like 
unfairly targeting the poor. Right. But again, it just plays into this larger commentary that they're making about like yeah. class systems in America. I liked the dude on the roof. I did too. He's alive. Vibes. I did like that they were showing Adela so often like trying to learn English, like carrying around the English book and then listening on her headphones. Because I think like, you know how then the dude at the end was like, say it in English, say it in English. And then Juan was like, does this translate? And shot him in the head. I'm like, yes. Because people are like, if you're in America, it's not uncommon to like, that the phrase has been heard. Like if you're in America, speak English. We don't have an official language, first of all. You don't really find then a lot of like English speakers working that hard to learn another language in order right. to communicate. There are a lot more people that are bilingual that are from other cultures than like white Americans. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it takes a lot to learn another language. And yeah. the majority of people who immigrate here know multiple languages, like yeah. English and Spanish or English and their native language. And like, it, if you've ever had to like attempt to learn another language, you know how it's difficult hard. that is. Yeah. So then to be like, well, you should just like speak better. It's like, fuck off, yeah. bro. And it was just interesting to show, it's like, she's working hard at it, but obviously like it doesn't show up overnight. Like English is a hard language to learn yeah. it's like a stupid language <laughs> so it really it's just like she's making an effort but like other people don't like people yeah. who have lived here don't make an effort right is there a purge ride at universal the theme park no but i want to say when they do their yeah. halloween horror yeah. nights i thought that they've done like a themed purge one before they need a purge ride where you're just like on the thing like driving through because i love how there's one of those scenes in every movie since the second one of like them just driving through purge night Mm -hmm. and like just all the creepiness i love that i'm a sucker for those scenes and i love how they fit them into every fucking purge movie yes because they're so cool do you remember that one lady that's like yelling is it in the second one off of that bridge like that big lady just yelling I don't even know. I just think everybody's so creepy and I would just love a ride like that where they're like... And could you imagine then you get to the third movie one and it's like the founding father masks with like the light up neon lights. Like that, I think that promo is some of the best. Yeah. Because that was really cool. And those were like iconic Halloween costumes that year after. Mm -hmm. And Purge are still like, that's a costume that you see almost every year still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just really like the chills I get when the Purge announcement starts. Yes. Those horns are iconic. They really are. That trigger Here's my flight or fight response. <laughs> I will say the one guy's mask that killed the shot Caleb, his whole look was kind of cool. Like his eye yes. makeup and then that mask. Like he was really creepy, but like that was some good costuming. I thought that the, and then the one dude with the like big bull horns yeah. and the mask. Yeah. The costuming in this was interesting. They bring it every year with it. Yeah. I like how we're kind of in a different part of the country now. Yeah. Like the American Southwest. Yeah. Also, what do you do if you're in the middle of America and they're like, get to a border? That's what I was thinking. Because I was like, what if you live in like Colorado? <laughs> you're just like, all right, cool. Got six hours, 10 hours away. Because I was thinking, how far is the Canadian border from here? Like, that's got to like be seven like... seven hours. Yeah, we wouldn't even make it. No. I don't know what I would do in this situation, honestly, if it was like, oh, it's still going on. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to kill me. Yeah, I don't think so either. I would think it would more be like just random angry people who just yeah. want to kill to kill. Yeah, and you would like run out of food eventually and you would have to go out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the kitties were stocked up on canned food though. <laughs> we start eating the cat's food. Oh. Gross. <laughs> that would be my only one and only thought is like, where can I protect my cats? <laughs> 
when they were bringing out dogs at the beginning, I was like, we better not see a dog fight or something. Yeah. Because I just don't, I don't feel like there should be any animal violence ever on anything. I just don't want to see it. And same with the horses. I was like, I didn't know about Dylan at first. And I was like, is all of a sudden he going to be pissed at this horse for listening to him and just like shoot the horse? Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of prepared for that. Yeah. I'm glad there weren't any animal deaths in this. And the goat, the goat got away. Yep, that was great. Get away. Michaela turned to me. She was like, "If this goat dies, we're leaving." <laughs> I can't handle it. That was a very strange booby trap. That was. <laughs> it's like, oh, save the goat and then get trapped. And at first, I was like, "What kind of like Christian Grey shit is this?" <laughs> it's like flipping her up on a cage. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, they're trying to trap a very specific type of person." Like, yeah. You really want to trap a person who's like kind-hearted and wants to save an animal? Yeah. Because that would be me. You're fucked up for that. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I want to trap somebody who wants to set this goat free. Yeah. The fuck, man. <laughs> like, really, you don't have anything better, better to, to do. do. You're dressed as a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> they came out I was like are you for fucking real I know I was like and then when the cops showed up I mean I didn't expect anything less of like them but when they showed up and then they're like the purge is over what are you doing I'm like so you're gonna look at these two regular ass people who are dressed for the work day and think that they are the purgers and not the two people dressed up as bloody bunnies I feel like there's some sort of symbolism that we're missing on like put a single thought into your brain oh I will say where'd the boss go yep Good point. I was I was about to turn to you in the theater and be like, he's going to come back right mm-hmm. at the right moment. And I was waiting for it. I was waiting for him to like pop up at like either one, that shelter that they went to or like when they were getting ready to cross the border that maybe he was like there and helping people get over somehow. Yeah. Or the moment before TT passed away. Yes. That like he like, would they pop need back him right now. So yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that there was just no circle back mm-hmm. on him whatsoever. It really seemed like they were setting it up for that. I think the women in this are queens. Yeah. Adela, love. Badass bitch. Badass. She's a bad bitch, all jokes aside. Yes. She looked great the whole movie. She really did. I'm like, honey, you have been through it and you still look fantastic. You're helping this pregnant woman. Yes! Trek through the wilderness. And Harper, too. When her and TT had that little moment with the jelly and peanut butter. Oh! Cute. Cute. Stop it. And how she was like, I'm going to go with them. And Dylan was like, you don't have to. And she was like, I'm going. They saved our lives. Yeah. Like, we're going. We're going. What is Harper from, though? Did she not look familiar to you? Yeah, she did. Um, She's in something. And it bothered me that whole movie. Oh, she is in Hunger Games. She's um, Kato and Clove. She's Clove in that. Yeah, she gets... Uh, stung. Yeah. Oh, wow. I hated that. And she was in Two Night Stand with uh, Miles Teller. Oh, she was in Grey's Anatomy. What was she in Grey's Anatomy? Probably a patient. Probably. Another moment, small moment that I really appreciated was like the reality of the situation sinking in when it was like, oh, the purge is continuing and the water tower falling when it was like that zoom out. Yeah. And the music just being like, oh. Yeah, I really liked that moment. Mm-hmm. Everything's on fire. The water tower falls, and it's like, damn, forever yeah. purge. Yeah, Dylan said something to mom, and papa, or whatever <laughs> the fuck, and was like, "You're gonna burn our cities down," or like someone said something like, or like, was yeah. it like talking about immigrants? I mean, like they're gonna burn our cities down, and then they are I think the it ones. Was that guy on TV that was like, "You'll burn our cities. You'll okay. burn your cities to the ground," or something. And they did. Yeah, they did exactly that. I like how that guy on TV then eventually, like, came around. Kind of like how in the second one, 
the, remember the girls like watching that resistance guy and yes. then he comes in to save them yes. at the end. I, was, I kind of knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. With that man, but... Also, I loved in that scene when they were fighting with bow and arrows. Katniss moment. Well, I've always been very, like, interested in Native American culture. And, like, I remember reading this one book when I was younger. And it was, like, this history book talking about this one Native American warrior. And how he could fire an insane amount of arrows before the first one even hit its target. That he could get off, like, eight or nine arrows before the first one ever hit. And, like, that they are so skilled with bows and arrows. Or, like, because that was, like, their weapons. And so I really liked seeing them use them in that fight. And you saw how they... Yeah. Took them right out. Yeah, that was neat. It was, like, a cool other dynamic when you're just used to seeing machine guns this whole time. Yeah, and that stupid uh, Nazi that was, like, talking about all the different guns. I was like... Yeah, but he's like... AR-15. I'm like, why are you so obsessed with guns? There are certain people that it's like, why are you so obsessed with that? Yeah. Gross. Yikes. Somebody said bad hombres at some point, and I was like, get the fuck out. Yeah, I think they said that when they rounded them up. Yeah. In the alley. Didn't like that. And they called them some very disgusting things that we won't repeat, but it just showed how disgusting they were. But that was definitely a callback to the Trump administration. 500. Why do I have country boy? I love you. Pendejo. Yeehaw. Now, what was that supposed to be? I don't, I don't know. know who you were referencing with that. I think that might have been the moment where they like kill that guy at the end. The racist uh, papa. That was really great. That was satisfying. He's like, Does this translate? translate? Pendejo. And I really did like the baby moment at the end. It was very sweet. Yeah, and then how he thanked them in Spanish. It's like, again, bare minimum. minimum, Bare minimum. But but a nice moment still. And I like that their group stayed together. Yeah. Also, the semi-truck was kind of a move for getting through. It was kind of cool to see them. I'm like, that's a pretty practical vehicle in this situation. I also thought the school bus that they had wrapped in barbed wire to get all the people to the safe place was a very good idea, too. Mm -hmm. I still think that that if they ever wanted to branch off and do a comedy with the birds, (laughs) that they could still do something where someone, like, accidentally kills someone a couple days before the purge but they're like let's like try to make it look like they're still alive until the purge like you could make that kind of funny yeah you can make that kind of funny yeah when i first heard about the purge movies i was like it's a comedy right of just people like being fucking stupid yeah but then i was like oh no it's a scary movie because again i think like we go with like no rules you think of stuff like that yeah or it's like raiding a liquor store or something, you know? Yeah. Note to all purgers, don't announce yourself when you're trying to sneak up on someone. Yeah. They, so many of them, forever purge! Yeah. <laughs> and then they got like, shot. Because I'm like, you don't say that until after you've already hit your target. Because then you're just giving yourself away. But again, the delusion. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to, I'm not expecting you to be that smart. They're not in the right mind. But just saying, that might help you out next time. Don't just yell forever purge. And how smart of Harper holding up that flag. Yes. We love a resourceful bitch. Resourceful. And then they're like, they're one of us. Vroom, vroom. Like, oh my God. Y'all are so yeah. stupid. I really liked this one. Yeah, it was good. I still think Anarchy is my all-time fave. Just yeah. because I think that one is like, it's nostalgic, but also just the building off of that one, off of the first one. And I love the converging storylines. I don't know. But Wait, this is one that is the second great. one? Anarchy, yeah. 
Anarchy's the second one. Yes. Yeah, I I really like that one, too. Mm-hmm. But I thought this one was great. I don't yeah. think... I still think the first one is the worst one. And yeah. it, saying that, it's not even bad. It's, it's still, not like, a bad. Good one. It's just, like, surface. They've gotten better. They barely scraped the surface of, like, what yeah. all this could be, so... And they still have some... Like, I think they could keep going with yes. these. Yeah, I love the position that they're in. Blumhouse. They got a good situation going for them. I wonder if there's plans for any more. Is the Purge real 2021? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So in October 2018, James D. Monaco, the creator of the Purge franchise, says that he may write another film and that he thought it would be a really cool ending to the series, and that was in reference to this one. Mm. So then this might be the last one. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I like your idea of bringing everybody back for one final Purge. Because then, so they had Purge, Purge Anarchy, Purge election year, the first purge, the forever purge, the final purge. Yes. Yes. James. Yes. And it could be about like the resistance. Yeah. Bring back the Presidente from the fir- er, yeah, from the third like one. Like they're leading they're leading the resistance. Them and that one guy from Anarchy. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy from this one, I think his name was Joaquin. Yeah. Well the guy and the guy from the first one that goes into their house, but then he's yes. part of the resistance yes. in the second one, and then the kids come back. Maybe the son is like a purger. I definitely... But then the sister is like... No, see, I feel like the son would be part of the resistance and Zoe married a pro-purger. Oh. But then she's, like, torn. Because she's like, he's my husband, but I can't agree with him yeah. anymore. Wow. And, like, I can't sit by and let him be fueled by his hate. And yeah. she tries to, like, help him out. First mm-hmm. purge, people will probably be out because it was, like, first purge. Like, I feel like that yeah. would be too long ago. But, uh, I mean, a needed film, but... Mm-hmm. And then I want Adela and Juan. Yes. And what if then Dylan now, I feel like he would join up the resistance. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now he has like a child. better for his daughter. Daughter. Yeah. That moment, that moment in the gun cabinet was weird. The wife's anger like came out of nowhere kind of. And I was like, um, what? She's like, this is our country. Yeah. I was like, that seems random. Is it though? Yeah. I think they were just trying to like show a perspective of like, these are a certain type of white people, but it's Mm -hmm. like. I'm not gonna like... But she, you could tell, was like anti this, where I feel like he was leaning more towards the pro-purge. I don't know. I think he was against the purge. Just a racist. Yeah, just racist. Which, there are people that are like, oh, well, I'm not part of the insurrectionist group of people. But they're still racist. But are still problematic. You know, like there are people who voted for Donald Trump, but then are like, well, I'm not those crazy people. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you're still part of the problem. Yes. Anyways, if you have, if you didn't know about this movie, I, well, if you listen to this whole episode, I mean, that's on you. You probably have no clue what's going on. But But I definitely say go see it. I think it's definitely worth it. A worthy sequel and an interesting time. A fun time. A heavy time. So just know that. Like you said, it was a lot for a Monday at noon. Yeah. I think it's a good, I like how they come out around the 4th of July when there's all this like, the 4th of July has been weird lately and I haven't really been observing it as a holiday. I've worked the past two years Uh on the 4th of July and just, I mean, you were celebrating your future sister-in-law like. Yeah. And I slept through most of the actual day because I was (laughs) tired. Yeah. Go see this movie. Yeah. It was good. And what are we doing next week? I feel like it's a drunk Disney. Is it a drunk Disney? Don't know. We'll look and I'll put it in the description. Or Michaela will pull it up. 
cute. Okay, we don't have anything. Um, <laughs> but you know what is exciting? Um, y'all, it'll be coming soon. The Kissing Booth 3 is officially coming into Netflix August 11th. So you already know your girlies are going to be covering that. Mark your cows. And the new After trailer for the third After movie, I think, is coming out this month as well. When they posted the little teaser, they were like, trailer coming July with like a million question marks. And I was like, how about you just say when the trailer's coming? <laughs> Like, I don't know how to guess. It's like, only you would know that. Yeah. So why? <laughs> question. Like, I'm ready for more fuckery. <laughs> so anyways. God damn it. All right. Cute. We got some great content coming, guys. Lilas. Lilas. <laughs>